Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Candice and Kayla and we're directionally challenged. Yeah, we really thought we'd have all these things figured out by the time we were in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. We don't. And it's okay because we're getting some life direction today from someone else who also realized that they were turning 30 and they didn't have everything figured out either. I mean, we have Leisha Schwartz on. You guys know her from her YouTube channel, Lizbug. She also co-created and starred in Party Girl for Freeform, as well as This Isn't Working for ABC Digital. She also has a new book called 30 Life Crisis, Navigating My 30s, One Drunk Baby Shower at a Time. She is delightful. I love her. She's so cute and essentially a real life Tinkerbell. What did we were together for my 30th birthday? Yes. What did you do for your 30th birthday? Mm. Wait, why can't I remember what I did? Because it feels so long ago, but it really wasn't. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> well, I kind of remember what we did for my 30th birthday. I mean, we definitely had. Oh, OK. I remember. You know what, you guys? My wedding was like five days after oh. my my 30th birthday. So it was very much like wedding mode. I think maybe we went to dinner or something. And then it was like we that week we were getting married. So, so it was very much like. So you got married for your 30th birthday. I got married for my 30th birthday. That's a great celebration. And honey, I'm sorry that I forgot what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> That's a very responsible 30th birthday. I remember it easing the the transition. I remember yeah. feeling like, okay, I'm turning 30, which is a huge deal. But I'm also getting married, which is the, a really big step in my life. So I remember feeling... It was it was just kind of perfectly poetic. Yours, on the other hand, yeah, Candace. I wanted to have a thirtieth birthday that made everyone feel like we were twenty years old again, and we did, and we did. We went and saw Britney Spears in Las Vegas. Um, went we, to all the clubs. We went to the clubs, and remember Puff Daddy or P Diddy or whatever he was going. P Diddy by at was that going time. by Puff Daddy at the time, and he yes. performed that night. I mean, oh, this, I need a girl to ride, ride, ride. It mm. was yes, we. 
it, we were living the dream. We were, we, you had to pull me out of the club. I think we finally at did at 4 like a.m. And I was so like, fun. no, guys, I don't want it to end. That was the best. We, well, there were so many adult things going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the crazy thing is I feel like sometimes when you're going into your 30s, you feel like you're approaching adulthood. And I think I kind of started adulthood a little bit earlier in my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, Florence was already born at the time. I was already married and a step parent and a parent. And I realized like I was finally kind of turning this age that everyone is so scared of. Um, and I thought I would handle it so maturely. And instead I was like, nope, I just want to be um, irresponsible for the entire the entire weekend with all of my friends and have everyone else be irresponsible too. And it was a blast. And that's how you handled your 30 life crisis. And that's how I handled my 30 life crisis. Amazing. Very hungover with a few friends that missed their flights the next day. So that oh, was really, that I was, was an accomplishment. One of them. You were not one of them. <laughs> but that is a true story. But that is a true story. We, we won't mention names. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, now that I'm in the 30s, I'm liking it. Like, it feels a little less crisis-y right now. And I think this podcast has actually helped a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think going every week and, and interviewing people who seem to have their life together or maybe feel a little lost, it helps me realize that we're all kind of just learning as we go through this. And there's never really a moment when you have everything together. Yeah, I think... When I was in my 20s, I was so concerned by impressing people or what people thought of me that I completely missed out on the opportunity of just connecting with people. Mm. And that, I think, is what this podcast, the experience of this um, medium has taught me and also just like actually making a date to sit down on a couch which a bu- with a bunch of really inspiring badass women talking about things that we wouldn't normally be talking about. Yeah, agreed. And kind of celebrating life and celebrating times that are stressful and celebrating failures and because they've led us to really incredible opportunities. I love that. Well, you guys, we have an awesome interview with Lisa Schwartz coming right up. Good idea. Too stressful. And every time out. I throw a birthday, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. No. <laughs> how did why... you have a wet? Do you both? Get, or, yeah. How did you do it? That like that's the, that's what I thought about at the book signing. I was like, I don't think I could do a wedding. This is way too much pressure. <laughs> this is so scary. <laughs> Oh, I like we it. should be talking about this on the mic right now. I know. Like, I'm like, okay. maybe it should just be. It's already rolling. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we've got Lisa Schwartz with us. Yay! <laughs> we're just gonna jump right in. We're already talking about weddings. We're talking about birthdays, and that's what your book really starts is all about is the 30 life crisis. Yeah. So how many years? I know as ladies we're not supposed to ask, but how many years have you been in your 30s? Oh, 36. Oh, God, you look good for 36. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, people listening can't see you right now, but you guys, your skin is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Do people think that you're younger than you are? Yeah. You look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. You too? No, never. People Me. think I'm older than I am. Ever since. <laughs> oh, really? How ever old are you? Do you like, mind? Or yeah. like, what no, age bracket? Yeah, no, oh God, no, I'm 34. Okay. And everyone is always like, oh, even when I was young, like 13, they thought I was 16, which when you're young is cool, but when you're older, it's not very cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a fake ID or did you not eat one? I did have a fake ID, but it looked nothing like me and I <laughs> never, it never worked. <laughs> but I think it's because you're so sophisticated. Oh, thank you, Candace. You what a good are. friend you are. You are. <laughs> what a lady you are. I, I can't wear pigtails around my husband and our teenage daughters because then everyone gets confused. Like I just, I have cool no guys. eyebrows. Good for I'm you. Like, I look way too young. These are the struggles of being in your 30s. Oh, yes. I feel so bad for no. both of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really tough life. Well, we want to jump right into your book um, because your 30 life crisis um Really, it sounds like it all happened at once. And it began with you running down the street drunk, drunkenly running away from a gender reveal party. Yes. So that is true. It's a true story. To dive right in. (laughs) Can you walk us through that day a little bit? Oh, yeah. I went through a period of time first where it was like everyone was getting married at the same time. It just happened. There were literally seven weddings in one year. And that was a dramatic uh, year of my life because I went through a breakup during that And it really does so much on your psyche to, even though like I felt confident in where I was in my life and like what I was doing, it's hard not to like get caught up in the fact like everyone else in my friend group is doing something like doing life a certain way and I wasn't. And um, so I think that was like the beginning of the crisis. And then after that came the baby showers because quickly thereafter, people were having babies and then a gender reveal party, which did you guys have those? Hell no. No. Oh, God bless. No. No. 
That shit is fucked up. No. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse? Yeah, yes. we can. It I is. Mean, it's the only word appropriate. It's too much. I mean, in your book, when you talk about how everyone had to dress in the color they thought the baby was, I mean, it sounds like your gender reveal party you went to was extreme. It was definitely extreme. And like, thank God, because now I have great material. But like, <laughs> it's it's because this one friend of mine who's just the loveliest whose party this was, she has a whole nother group of friends that are very different than my group of friends. They're like the sorority. They love a themed party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just like a different... And there, no shame against them. It's just so not me mm -hmm. and like my group of friends. And so everything has to be themed, including wearing blue or pink, you know, according to what gender you thought the baby. Who cares? <laughs> I know. Well, it's also the... So I guess the couple that went viral for initially having the gender reveal party. I don't know if it was like a balloon that popped or a cake. I think it was a cake. Um, they actually, I read an article recently where they have a child, the, their child who they had the gender reveal party for was identifying yes. as the other gender. Yes. yes. That's so great. That's I mean, that's the thing is it's like the reason, thank goodness that we didn't have one is because I, Joe and I were initially told by a family friend who was also a physician who kind of told us a little too early. It was a sore subject for a while that we were having a boy. So oh. for about two months, we like I bought boy clothes. We were looking at names. And you guys have two girls. And we have two girls. Between the two of you already. So to like switch it up with the boy seemed kind of fun. It was a whole thing. We had people telling us like, oh my gosh, thank God you're not having a girl. If you would have a girl, there'd be all these competitions between like all the... Ch I mean, just crazy things. And then we went in for the ultrasound and they're like, so you guys know what you're having? And we're like, yeah, it's a boy. And then she said girl when we said boy. And it just messed with us. Wait. It was, yeah. It was what? like... No, neither of us knew what to do. And then the woman who was like the technician just went, yay. <laughs> and just started typing in girl like super slow. And then like we both looked at each other like I was crying. He was crying. Because we it's like you kind of have this identity that you form in your mind of what your child is and who they are. And then you realize like, oh, I that's not. I have to like release that and say goodbye to that. And it just messes with you so wow. much. Well, going through the whole experience is a lot as is. I mean, it's it's an emotional experience. And so you, you're preparing yourself for what you think will happen. And then when it's something completely different, I can see how that would just completely throw you. And yes. why do that publicly too? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the idea of like, okay, we really want this. And then like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But so you, um, which I would have been right next to at the bar at this gender reveal party. Thank God they had a bar. Yeah, really. Yeah. Quite honestly. Props. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I talk about booze. I use it as a joke so much. But like in that actual situation, it was very necessary. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And it was also like um, a high school friend. So I had seen like all these people, like familiar faces, but they were all like grownups, like people I hadn't seen since high school. And they all had these big rings on and babies everywhere. And it's just like, I don't know why, but that like specific story just sticks in my head as like what 30s and my like spiral into like psychoses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it just was all right there in front of me. And well, I just and felt so out of place. Yeah, I get it. You asked the, the question of like, how do I know when I want to settle down? And do I even want to settle down? That is such a big life question that I think it's really smart to ask yourself because a lot of times I think people don't even ask themselves that question and just assume that they have to and that's the next step and just yeah. go into it without being prepared for what they've just done. Right. So I think it's even smarter to be in your position and be like, I don't even know if I want to because you don't have to. And we were talking about this before you got here, how everything is changing now. Every year, I think people are becoming more accepting of the fact that you don't have to fit into this certain mold. Old, that you can kind of know yourself and know your own timeline and live based on that. How do you feel about where you are now? I mean, I feel awesome. Like there's still questions. Like I'm still not sure about kids. Like I just, I just don't know. But I think there's something like super liberating and being like, I don't need to know like right now. Of course, there's a little bit of a ticking like time, yeah. which is unfortunate. And like every time I go to the doctor, they're like, so you want to freeze your eggs? And like, that's still a tough pill for me to swallow and try to process, but I'm just trying to like go day by day. And I think there's something really freeing in that. And like you said, like there are people doing things differently now and you don't have to do it one way. And we're kind of like breaking through those molds and like not to say 
doing it that traditional way isn't great. Some of my friends are doing it and it's so fun and they're doing so well. And it's fun to like go experience that and play with the kids and then hand them back, you know? (laughs) So I think just trying to push forward and do it my way. I feel good about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you've always done it your way from the very beginning. Uh, where did you grow up again? I know that you were like theater girl. Yeah, in the valley. LA. Yeah, yeah I'm a you valley grew in the valley. Yeah, yes. that's why I was like, I love the valley. <laughs> I just love it. It's just so great here. <laughs> did you always want to be an actress? Yeah, I did like theater growing up. And then I went to college and I thought I was going to do musical theater and I got to college and I was like, oh, people are really good at this, (laughs) like really good. So I was like, maybe I'll do comedy instead. (laughs) And then I moved back out here and I fell into YouTube. It was just like this weird, happy accident. And then it kicked off this like whole other life that I didn't even know was an option, which again, I think is the thing about feeling like you're supposed to do something a certain way. And it's proved to me that like, I couldn't have even imagined this way. And had I been so like stuck on this idea that I had to like climb a certain ladder or check off certain boxes, all these opportunities wouldn't have come to me Mm -hmm. because I would have been so closed off to them. I think there's something kind of exciting about that. It's like, hey, things are going to happen the way they're going to happen and just go with it. And it was 2009, right? When you started YouTube? At YouTube. Oh God! Your I think, I I think, think you're so. right. I think that was that's such a long time. That was the beginning of it all. Yeah, right? it wasn't even a career back there. I don't think anyone was making money back then. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, just a passion, for fun. Yeah, yeah. While I was like auditioning, I was like, oh, this is like a fun place to put my thoughts and mm-hmm. you know creativity. Are you dating now? I am. You are. Okay, yeah. so you're in a relationship. Yeah. And do we talk about the relationship on YouTube or do we kind of keep it more personal? Because I know you were in a really public yeah, relationship before that. Yeah, we don't do it like that, that Got anymore. It. Yeah. Um, that was an experience. Well, that would be so hard to share such personal information all the time. That's what Candace and I talk about all the time about YouTubers is you guys have your lives like so out loud all the time. And so this relationship is a bit different. Yeah, he's not a YouTuber, which is great. <laughs> he's comfortable on camera. He like teaches at the Groundlings. He's a comedian. Cool. He's a writer. He's very funny. So there's a lot of crossover, but it's definitely different. So he'll pop in once in a while, but it's, I mean, it's not like it was when I was with Shane where we would like take the camera everywhere we went. We just don't, we just don't do that, yeah. which is great. But he's, it's public enough. Like he's on my Instagram and and I'm Shane excited. Dawson is a big YouTuber. Um, and you guys dated, you guys would have been in your 20s then when you started dating? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a whole different thing, too. Oh, yeah. I and even like, YouTube was different back then. Yeah. Like the vlogging thing was so much bigger. And we would literally take the camera everywhere. I mean, everything with me and Shane, besides like intimate, like <laughs> naked details, are, are on camera. Like it's weird. Wild. Like the first time we said, I love you, our first Valentine's <gasps> Day the first day we got our dog like literally it's all there which is like kind of cool but also like yeah but yeah it's in like the Britney 20s. Spears and Kevin Federline chaotic <laughs> yes we shaved our heads on yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah that's it but that's reality even in tv it, yeah exactly but mm-hmm. it's also things are different when I think like that is I think something that gets better when you're in your 30s the way that people can approach relationships with other people after getting having a better relationship with themselves because when you're in your 20s and you're dating someone you're just all in leaning in everything's the best you know and or the worst or the worst <laughs> yeah, so high and so low so high and so low and you kind of miss out on those like healthy boundaries that I think start to kind of grow and form when you're in your 30s did you find that that like have you ever looked back on some that would be so crazy like I am the kind of person I wish all my ex-boyfriends were just on an island and I would never run into them ever again <laughs> I respect anyone who's yeah. friends with their in exes I know I'm you the are opposite of that I love running into my ex because I mean you know we shared a slice of life together and it's yeah. really cool and you know there's no animosity or hard feelings and you just walk up it's nice to see them is that how you feel or what it's split Mm -hmm. like so with Shane obviously like it's so nostalgic and so fun and like um, I'm so proud of who we've become and I think we grew so much together I don't think I could watch some of those videos back though like I think that's a little crossing of the line like I watched the one when we got the puppy because I still have the dog so like that's fun (laughs) uh, for a different reason but like yeah But I am friendly with a bunch of my exes. And then there's a few that I'm like, there's just no, there's no reason. (laughs) Put them on the island with yours. face right now. (laughs) Yeah. There's just like, no. So Shane does play a big part in your book as well. How did you guys meet 
Let's just start we there. We met. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I know there's a lot dating. to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> so I came out back after college, moved back here. And I auditioned for a pilot on for Comedy Central that the Fine Brothers were doing. And Fine Brothers, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but they're like the kings and pioneers of like YouTube comedy. They have the Kids React, Elders React. I mean, they've grown an empire. Back then, they had just written this one pilot and Shane got cast on that as well. And so he was already doing YouTube and uh, I kind of just got thrown into it. And the Fine Brothers started putting me in all their sketches and we were just making YouTube videos. And then I got to know Shane more so through that and started my own channel. And that was that. So really it was like YouTube. It was a YouTube relationship from beginning to end. Yeah. And then it ended a little bit differently than I think that would be impactful to have a relationship end in your 20s. I mean, besides just having it all out loud online. Yeah. What... So at what point did you realize the relationship was over? So actually, I turned 30 during that relationship, which is so interesting because I went in to a relationship in my 20s and ended up in my 30s. Mm. So that was a an interesting shift that I talk a lot about in the book. Um, yeah, so the relationship went on uh, for three years. We were living together and then things weren't going well. Um, we you know, just typical things where it's like, this is, we're growing apart, but we still love each other. Um, But we weren't like quite ready to like really make the split. So he decided to move out and we were still like trying to make it work all the while, like pretending online that everything was fine. That would be so difficult. Yeah. It was awful because we knew like how invested everyone was with us And we just didn't want to process what we were trying to process while other people were making judgments. I had watched other YouTubers do it and it was brutal. Like usually fans would take one person's side, the more popular one, and the other person would just like disappear. This is so wild. It's like (laughs) I couldn't write it better. Do you know what I mean? Like I, it's weird that this is my life because it's been so long. But when I really look back, it's so wild. So well, it's also when you're in your 20s, you're always constantly getting together with your girlfriends being like, guys, let me process this. I'm just going to put it all out on the table. Everyone chime in with your opinion. But you're doing this on the Internet with like millions of people essentially being your girlfriends that are sitting down to have wine with you, giving you their strongest opinions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And usually not with such kindness Mm -hmm. as a friend would be you know like not so filtered or like delicate with their words so yeah so we basically like faked it online while we were trying to process what was going on how long did that go for I think it went on for almost a year wow yeah I mean listen my timeline's like a little bit but I'm pretty sure that was the case because I was in therapy like heavy therapy (laughs) for a year worrying about like so not only are you processing a breakup, but you're also processing how this is going to like affect your career, which felt so gross at yeah, the time. Mm-hmm. Like just felt nasty, like worrying about my views. I always feel weird about that to begin with. Like it seems so. But it makes sense because it's intertwined as is. So as it's coming to an end, both are going to have to make a transition. So you do have to process you it. You do. And yeah. I think people can relate to that regardless if you're living your life out loud online. You're still, you know, people have groups of friends that are all couples friends or people have groups mm-hmm. of friends that live in a small town. And that's, you know, just it feels just as public in a way. Yeah. Um. So it, I don't think it, it's... It felt like a divorce. Yeah. Like, in that way, yeah. there was so much at stake. Yeah. And, like, so much intertwined. I mean, we lived together, all that. We had a dog. We had common friends, common work. And then while all that was going on, Shane was battling with figuring out his sexuality, which kind of came at the tail end of that last year. So that was sort of, like, the cherry on the top <laughs> of the, like, okay, we're... It is actually time to do this. Like, he needs to go, like, experience that side of himself Mm -hmm. and you know it all worked out but it was just like it was just so it was just a lot and that's how you entered your 30s while going to weddings and baby showers yes so I was in my 30 year old body which is different (laughs) than your 20 year old body there weren't apps when we first started dating Shane and I started dating I think there was like plenty of fish but it was like online or okcupid Uh so it was like I literally was like an alien in a new world having us start 
all over again. Well, and change is hard. You talk about this yeah. in your book, how there's just no way to get used to change. And it's, and you know, you say something about like Peter Pan syndrome, like not wanting to, and I totally get that. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you handle change now in your thirties different than your twenties? Um, I mean, Zoloft really <laughs> has helped me through this process. <laughs> um, I really should be sponsored by them. I, I shout them out all the time. No, um, I think it's just like, I think you're more self-aware when you're like, I've done a lot of therapy. I've done a lot of mm. self-talk. Um, I feel like just being more comfortable in myself and also knowing that change always leads to something better mm-hmm. or at least a new opportunity, a new door you could have never expected. Well, so it did. You went on to create your own series. Yeah. And like, w- at what point did that happen? But like, did I feel like things always come in waves. And so when it went after the storm, there's, I know it sounds cheesy, but there are fucking rainbows that pop up, you know? It's true. It sounds so, like all those cliches are actually like very true. <laughs> like they, they're on that Hallmark pillow for like a reason, like really. And it also like reignites your passion and desire. And I was able to put like energy into something different other than like my relationship. And I think that's when like work started flowing for me. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. 
One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Support for today's show comes from Bare Minerals, creators of clean beauty. Purity in formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. This has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made with only five good-for-skin ingredients, all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection. Makeup so pure, you can sleep in it. And it actually improves your skin over time. It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good-for-skin formulas with proven performance. Like every Bare Minerals product, it's 100% cruelty-free. Better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code CHALLENGED. That's bareminerals.com, promo code CHALLENGED for 15% off your purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. Life is stressful enough. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you have to worry about. With Pill Club, you'll never have to schedule an appointment or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. Pill Club is a birth control subscription that is delivered straight to your door. Most prescriptions are free with insurance or Medicaid, but it can be as low as $3.99 per month without. Shipping is always free and discreet, and Pill Club schedules deliveries so you always have your next dose on hand before you need it. So skip the office visit and the line at the pharmacy and join the club. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash challenged, our listeners will get a special care package with every delivery. That's thepillclub.com slash challenged to get your first birth control care package. Remember, thepillclub.com slash challenged. It's 2019, and everyone's drinking some sort of milk that's not from cows. So it's time you learn about Elmhurst 1925, a maker of simpler, better plant-based beverages. They have options ranging from plant milks and barista products to a variety of hemp creamers. Elmhurst 1925's core mission is to promote simpler ingredients and better nutrition. Their unsweetened almond, cashew, hazelnut, and walnut milks only have two ingredients, nuts and water. Elmhurst 1925's unsweetened milked oats only has three ingredients, water, oats, and salt. As these drinks' names suggest, there's no added sugar in them. You won't find gums, emulsifiers, or oils in Elmhurst 25 like you will in the other products on the market. The Elmhurst 1925 plant-based beverages are great for smoothies, cereal, cooking, baking, and, well, basically anything else you can think of. I loved knowing that my oat milk wasn't just loaded up with sugar, and it was perfect for my morning smoothie. I like knowing that I'm starting my day off with fresh ingredients. So to try Elmhurst 1925's plant-based beverages, go to elmhurst1925.com. And for Directionally Challenged listeners, you can get 20% off your first order with promo code CHALLENGED. That's elmhurst1925.com with the promo code CHALLENGED for 20% off your first order. And we're back. And is that when you created Party Girl for Freeform? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you take your, you know, emotion and your crazy and your all the change and like channel it into something creative? It's so cheesy, but I think I was like, it's my time now. Because like, I really, I really supported Shane a lot. He supported me too. But he was, he was flying when we were together. He had his books come out and he was like, 
you know, and he still is like on top of of the world, you know, in his field. And so I feel like I was really like championing him. And so when it was like over, I was like, oh, oh, it's my time. Like now I can fuel a fire and champion yourself and champion myself and focus on really like what I wanted to do. And that project had always been something I wanted to do. I was a birthday party princess for like eight years through college. Did you do that? No, but I have so many questions. Oh, have you hired one before? Not yet. You must. I will. Yes. <laughs> um, what princesses were you? All of them. All of them? Yes. Except for maybe like Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly Tinkerbell and like clowns, which is like the non-glamorous oh. side. Yeah. Oh, you'd be a really good Tinkerbell. Great Tinkerbell. Yeah. It was the craziest job of my life. It was so fun and so terrible all at the same time. Okay. So did you work at the actual park or you were uh, hired out for birthday parties? Hired out. So like you would show up to this woman's garage at some point and you'd get your assignments for the day or for the weekend. So you go to this lady's garage, dingy garage, like out in Woodland Hills, and you would just see like all the costumes hung up and you'd like find your name and you would just like have your addresses and you would go. So you had no idea what you were walking into. I mean, I went all around LA to the craziest homes, to schools, to parks, to sidewalks. I mean, really, it was bonkers that I was like, I have to write. I have to write about this. What was the craziest kid encounter? Having to- um, having a toddler in the house, I'm like, I know you had some crazy kid stuff. Yeah, lots of crazy kids. Lots of kids that like to like not believe that I was. <laughs> but then the kids that really did believe. Um, I showed up to a house for a party of one that was <gasps> bizarre. It was like a one-year-old and just adults. And like that was pretty a low a low point in my life. <laughs> you know, I was just like, wait, what do you do that, at that point when because <laughs> it's just a babysitter. Yeah, I think I was a clown if I remember correctly. And it, yeah, I was basically babysitting. Um <laughs> as a clown. As a clown. One time I was a clown at this um in this like um this uh backyard. It was like packed. It was a Hispanic family. They were lovely, but there were so many people back there. And I was the only like white blonde clown there. And um, everyone was so nice. But then it came to pinata time. And I'm telling you, like in my memory, it was packed. Like people were like, just like screaming and shouting. And there was two guys, like one on the roof and one on the gate. And they were doing this with the pinata. They were like moving it up and down and people were hitting. And this one kid gets up and and he's blindfolded and he swings back and hits me in the (gasps) stomach so hard. And I swear in my memory, like everyone looked at me and all the like sweet old like um grandmas pointed at me and started laughing (laughs) and I was just like this is this is it this is this is my life when you say clown you mean like a conventional clown how we would picture I would put my hair in pigtails and be like a cute clown but like yeah but so red nose yeah I I just want the full visual and then another thing that I I just want to ask about because we if we know anything from gender reveal parties there's you know sometimes there's a bar at a child's birthday party too yeah. did you ever have to deal with drunk parents always oh. yeah drunk parents i got hit on more dressed as a clown actually <laughs> than i did as a princess <laughs> <laughs> which is bizarre so bizarre i thought yeah. they would have been all up on tinkerbell's shit um no except one time i was changing in my car and <gasps> i got out and a man in a van like you can't write this better <laughs> this is why i was like i have to do a man that was living in his van got out and was like I saw you. And I was like, oh, I have a great day, sir. Also, why are you parked outside of a van? <laughs> outside I mean, of outside a children's, of children's party. party. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I would be ready to get my YouTube views up at that point yeah. and just focus on a new career. It was path. time. Yeah. But I loved it. I mean, you made so like so much good money under the table. People just pay you cash and like I was always like, I wanted to just do something where I was like somewhat performing. And I've always been good with kids. I like was really stoned once at a birthday party as um, Tinkerbell. And I thought that was pretty fun. I was like, I can fly. I can. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a terrible person. No, I love this so much. <laughs> um, so you you created your own series yeah, um, for Freeform. And it's also available on ABC Digital or that was a separate? That was another show. I just had like this weird like run of... Yeah, called This Isn't Working. Yeah. And that was Which also so about funny. weird jobs in my... 20s because I did like every con- I refused to be a waiter for some reason I don't know why I thought that I like I was above <laughs> that but I would do everything else um I was like a beer and wine girl like a promo girl did you guys ever do that no both of you're like we have free OPO jobs <laughs> no I mean we've had you you had cool jobs 
Kayla had cool jobs. About? You were on Freaks and Geeks. You will always be cooler than all of us because you, you were on Freaks, Freaks and Geeks. And Geeks. Uh, yeah, for I know. like three episodes. That's it. That doesn't like pay the bills for a year. We My had, like, jaw <laughs> is dropped. I love that show. Now I'm going to go back. Well, what did you cool. play? Maureen Sampson, the transfer student. Remember the shooting off all the rockets? They shot all the rockets. I, now it's you been go a back. Long, go I'm going to go back. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I, yes. I, for a while, did um, canvassing because I, I, yeah, I was like, I was a personal assistant for a little bit. Oh. And then I um, went to do canvassing for like a home, it was like a youth shelter. What do you mean canvassing? The people that stand outside of grocery stores oh. or go, or go door. Before you're allowed to stand out in front of grocery stores, you got to do door to door for a few weeks. There's a hierarchy. Yes. <laughs> Wait, yes. that sounds And then there was awful. always this one bitch that out canvassed me every fucking time. And I was just like, <laughs> so I was like determined to beat her one week with like. She probably getting... had little minions working under her, like running no, around. I don't know. She no? just was like. Faster. I don't know. I couldn't do you think she's it still out. doing Wait, it. You were going to say she perkier. I don't I think that's possible. I think she was perkier <laughs> than me. It doesn't exist. Um, but yeah. And so I just remember. Like the like, literally, you go and you meet up in this office, and you're like, "I'm doing something good for the world." And they're like, "Great, we're gonna drop you off on this street in Van Nuys, and we'll pick you up in six hours." And that's what, yeah, you'd like oh get in the car God. with strangers, and you'd jump out, and you'd be like on a street, and you'd like have your sandwich or your protein bar, and you just go knocking on people's you doors. You were the Mormons, yeah, <laughs> just competing with the Mormons, yes, like, just <laughs> out there competing. <laughs> and that was my other odd job, but besides being a personal assistant. Who are your personal assistant to? Dave Navarro. I mean, that's really, really <laughs> fucking cool. Like, that so doesn't get cool, cooler than but that. But, you know. How did, when was that? I was, um, we had the same, I did music when I first moved here and we had the same music manager. And so my record was on hold um, indefinitely. But uh, <laughs> it was just like a month to month basis of when it was going to start being released. So I was like, well, I need money. Um, and so he needed a personal assistant. Oh, my God. I was a personal assistant to a uh, 16-year-old once. And that's a real Wait, thing, what? guys. Because that, that was in the show. It was in the show. Yeah, because it's Please it was real life. Explain. So it was, uh, I guess it was a family friend. I needed a job. It was right after college. How old were you? Uh, so how old are you after college? Like 20, 22, 23, yeah. 22. Yeah. And so it's like a grown-up babysitting job, I suppose. She, he was an agent and... The parents had divorced. And so I think he just need. I think he needed a wife. Honestly. Oh, the, yeah. the dad the was dad, an agent. Not yeah, the, not no, the, the dad was an agent <laughs> and he had a lot going on. And so he hired me to like essentially like mentor her, which really just meant teaching her how to drive, <gasps> which was terrifying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to judge him as a parent. Correct. You need to teach your own kid how to drive. I taught her how to drive. <laughs> I cleaned out her closets for her and I helped her with like her social life. Like what? Her life was so much more exciting than mine. And I was like, you were uh -huh. the Kim Kardashian Wait. to her Paris Hilton. That's back right. In the day. Yeah. How do you help a 16 year old with their social life? I don't know. I think I was just like supposed to like keep her company. And I took her to auditions too. And at the time, like I wasn't getting any auditions and she was getting the best <laughs> well, her it dad's was just an like, agent yeah it was just like <laughs> awful it was just so awful that didn't last for very long but but then look at all of this had led up to this incredible opportunity of writing your own shit and making it happen and making it work just taking those stories i was like one yeah. day all these will like be something and they did pay off yeah that's what one thing that is so cool about being an artist is everything in your life is usable at some point whether you write Absolutely. it or you end up in a production where you can use it and act act it out whatever it is we can utilize all of it but when you're in it and it's shitty it's the worst yeah it's definitely <laughs> like it's just like going on bad dates where you're like this is awful but then you're like oh i have so much material now okay speaking great. of dates i want to know about your three date and quit rule you, you talk about it in your book and you talk, oh. it's called um, Three Dates and Quit. Like what happens on the fourth date that makes you not want to ever go on one? I just feel like I was like in a period there where I was like kind of commitment phobe. And also like I feel like after three dates, you like kind of know if someone's going to work out or not, like instincts. And so I think I would just like do three dates and be like bored and, and move on. Yeah, three wow. dates and, and quit. That's a lot of pressure on those three dates. Well, they don't know, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just true. like my secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously um, you made it to a fourth date because you said you're in a relationship I now. I did. I made it to many a dates. Yeah. How long has it been? In almost two years. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. 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 It's the real thing. It happened right after I finished the book. Um, 
And so then I wrote an epilogue because I was like, oh, this like I t- the book it like spans over now two years. It took like two years to like get into the bookstores and things. So um, yeah, so much has changed. It's crazy how much can change too in such a short amount of time. What um, what did what was your biggest takeaway from you writing a book about your life up to this point? Like especially um, so much can change in such a short amount of time where you know all these stories that are in there. What's something that was revealing you to yourself? Because so many people say like journal, write it out, write it out. That's oh, what's it's totally kinda, like yeah. journaling. And I always thought journaling was like kind of stupid and it's not. <laughs> it's so therapeutic. I mean, writing the book has been so therapeutic. And like, I think what I'm most surprised about now is people like, People are so excited about the book and like, oh, this is me or, oh, I identify this or, oh, and I think I, I've learned like, it's okay to like talk about things and open up about mental health and things that like, we're so afraid. I feel like it's coming now more so with the podcast, even like mm-hmm. to the forefront, we're a lot more open with our feelings and our emotions and our truth. But I think there's something so powerful and really just like being vulnerable, being myself and, and being truthful um, and how how that then opens up so much. Well, you're that- giving other people permission to also talk about what they're going through or what they've been through. And for a long time, it seems like our world was wanting everyone to just put the, their best foot forward. And now we can be open and really kind of be raw and real. And that's yeah. honestly why we started this podcast, too, is we felt like, you know, based on Instagram, everything's supposed to be perfect. And we wanted to, you know, be ourselves. Yeah, give give yourself permission to do that. And that's how much more do interesting. In yeah, exactly. That, to me, that's just like so much more interesting. Yeah. I think that's also something that is that you learn going in. Like that's something I've taken from being in my 30s. There's no way that I would have been ready in my 20s to fully embrace all the parts of myself. I'm still working on it. But yeah. I also think in your 20s, you don't really know. You're kind of experimenting with all the parts of yourself. And you, you got to kind of get to a point where you make friends with the parts of yourself that you maybe aren't your favorite, but mm-hmm. then celebrating the parts of yourself that you do love about it, even if other people don't love it, you know, if, but just being comfortable with that. But I think I've felt that shift in going into my 30s, especially as someone who's recorded almost the entirety of their 20s for the Internet. Do you feel like yeah. you've kind of grown in that way, too, in your 30s? Is there? Oh, yeah, I feel like a completely different person in a way and I feel so much more comfortable in who I am um which is so liberating and I guess in your 40s you feel really comfortable <laughs> so really excited. you just start to get less less of a, of a fuck about things that are important and more of a fuck about things that are really important like harnessing your friendships and like remember in high school or even in your 20s like having big groups of friends like the more friends you have the better and now I'm learning like, oh, no, it's it's really the quality of friend and and how important that is and family and yeah, your values. And I just feel more comfortable in my skin mm-hmm. than I have ever. And I think you're still constantly working on it. I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn new tools. And, you know, we're always a work in progress. I see my mom, my mom's still a work in progress, but that's inspiring. And yeah, there's a huge shift from your 20s. Yeah. Definitely. Well, if you guys want to keep getting inspired, we have a book that you can read. It's called yes. 30 Life Crisis. I think like we, like guys, we all have a book. We now. all have a book that <laughs> Kayla and I did not participate in writing. You did. Your support <laughs> energy. <laughs> we know of a great book that you can read, yeah. 30 Life Crisis. And what's one piece of advice that you can give our listeners from this entire process? Who are navigating their 30 Life Crisis. Yes. Oh, just to enjoy. I, I like, so you know how you're supposed to like give yourself a... At every new year, you're like, okay, what's my goal this year? Resolution. Resolution. Thank you. Um, I learned something this past year where it was like, choose a word instead. What word will resonate with you for the year? And I thought that was like really nice because it expands beyond just one resolution. So I chose enjoy. I think we're so quick to like stress about everything or be like, oh, I have to go to work today. It's like, wait a second. Let's enjoy like y- your accomplishments and enjoy like what you get to do every day. And enjoy the process. So enjoy, my friends. <laughs> well, we enjoyed that. your company yes. today. You are a pretty, pretty princess. Oh, thank you. We we're so happy to have you. And where can all of our listeners find you? They can uh, your YouTube channel is Liz Bug. Yeah, 
Um, and I'm Lisa Schwartz on Instagram. You, you know, it's constantly changing. And I'm, I'm trying to keep up with myself. <laughs> We're all about change here. <laughs> you, you're the best, Lisa. You guys Thanks are for coming best. today. <laughs> One thing I'm taking from our conversation with Lisa is that really it's kind of who you choose to go through life with that matters most. You know, who your friends are and who... I don't know. Just the fact that she has friends that leave a freaking gender reveal party and run down the street with her drunk. And that's the kind of life experience you want, no matter what age you are. Yeah. You guys have to read her book, 30 Life Crisis. Um, that is something I think we missed a little bit talking to her about that. She has this awesome group of women around her that have supported her throughout all of these ups and downs. Um, I'm taking just that. I liked that she got to a point where she was like, oh, this is my time. Mm. And I think that is something that starts to happen in your 30s a little bit, where you're not really considering what other people are going to think about the endeavors that you're taking on. But you're just like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean into me. I'm going to lean into my dreams and my passions and look at all these incredible things that have come from it. And I love that she wrote a book. And then finally, by the time the book comes out, she's like, my life is completely different. (laughs) Yeah. And now she's in a relationship and everything. So I think she said she wrote an epilogue about it as well. But the book is hilarious. It's It's, hilarious. It's it's written in essay format, which I think is a really fun way because she pops around to different parts of her life and different life experiences. And she's hilarious, too. So if you guys are looking for something really a fun read that's also, you know, gives you something to take away, make sure you check out 30 Life Crisis, Navigating My 30s, One Drunk Baby Shower at a Time. You can also see Lisa Schwartz on on her YouTube channel at Lizbug. And if we've learned anything else from this episode, guys, tip your Tinkerbells very well because <laughs> they're doing the Lord's work. Or at least the best that they can. The best that they can. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. As the creators of Clean Beauty, Bare Minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better not just better looking. That's why their best-selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients, all minerals. For Bare Minerals, to be clean without compromise means good-for-skin formulas with proven performance. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code CHALLENGED. Bare Minerals, the power of good. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 